What up, Talking Fight fans? Thanks for tuning in to today's special episode of Knuckle Up and Four with Mike Orr and my man Cedric Ben. And today we have him in the studio, Rashad Mati, the Albanian bear. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you guys? Good, man. Good. Thank you for taking uh, some time out of your schedule to come and join us here and talk to the fans uh, about your story, man. It is a great one. Uh, you know, you've been highly, highly ranked as a as a combative sports competitor since you were a young child, man. Uh, how did you start? Like, what age did you start? When did you get into it? Well, I started off as a self-defense, you know. I was a small kid when I was growing up. So, um, you know, my parents told me, right, they always told me to respect everybody and, and teach everybody good. But, you know, I was always small. So, the, you know, a lot of those bigger kids wanted to pick on me. So, we right. started defense, you know. And um, I'm a person that's always like to try and always like to be, make things competitive. Right. So, make everything competitive. So, they're like, you know what, let's try to do some competitions. And, uh, you know, later on, I started winning, winning, winning. So um, it just became more, more of a thing for me. Right. On. So uh, did you, uh, your first combative sport, did you get into kickboxing first or was it boxing or, because I know you've done it all, right? Like Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, grappling, everything. Yeah. Um, it was, so I used to train at Tiger Showman's. That's where I started off in um, self-defense and all that stuff. So I started off as kickboxing and Jiu-Jitsu. But, you know, outside of them, because it, it's only just Tiger Showman's, but outside of them, I started off with grappling um then later on you know the kickboxing tournament started coming in the right. excuse me the all the other good stuff started coming in so it was mainly you know the ground game was what we were focusing on first but then it leaded on to boxing and kickboxing and all the other stuff and uh and and what world ranked as a kickboxer and uh and how many belts man how many belts did you pull through uh <laughs> so, i can go by like tournaments alone you know? <laughs> okay the kickboxing tournaments, you know, I had two world, uh, two world championships alone in WK. Um, I had, I got second place actually in, in the Wacker Worlds, but I kind of got screwed over that. I know I won that fight. Okay. Uh, it, it's weird with kickboxing. You know, you go to the world and you compete worlds, yeah. but you know you have professional levels that can go down, kind of like the Olympics. Right. Have it, and they kind of um, bring them down, and uh, it was a little weird, you know, because you know you're underage, you know. Yeah. All time and i'm like yeah you're, you're fighting pros and i'm like okay i'll do it yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh yeah it, it was just like it was a crazy experience it was a good experience i really liked it it was fun um it was in ireland too so i would never been to ireland so I'll, okay. I'll try it out and see how everything goes when did when did boxing come into the to the picture uh oh yeah i, I was about six or seven years old when i started boxing um uh, it was, I was never really a technical boxer when I was younger. I was always just like, you know, pick the hands up and just start swinging. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's crazy because my first fight, you know, he's a good friend of mine now. You know, we've always been teammates now. But, uh, you know, Bruce Carrington. Yeah. Um, shoo shoo. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it was my first fight. You know, it was like his 30th, I think it was. Oh, wow. He was younger already, too. So um, there was four guys me, shoo shoo. Uh, and there was two other guys, and two other guys kind of backed out. They were like, "Yeah, we're not fighting him. Uh, we don't want to do a draft." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know who it was at the time." So I was like, "Let's do this fight." Yeah, for sure. Um, it was ugh, like this, you know. And I, I thought it was started off. So I started off my amateur career one one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It was close. I thought I had it. I thought I had it, but you know, uh, 
what could what could you say is like the the difference in training between training for boxing and training for kickboxing? Obviously, kicks, but like what yeah. else? What else? As far as cardio or or other other little things, could you say is the difference? Training to amateur boxing and professional boxing are two different things. Yeah. Let alone you know two different sports. Um, you know, cause some days that you can work on uh, you know kicking, straight kicking, and and all different types of things when it comes to kickboxing and other martial arts. Um, boxing is it's a little bit different. You know, you have different, especially in the professional levels. Professional levels, you have to, you know, you have certain days where you're sparring. You have certain days that you're doing this, this, this. You know, and, and there's different levels to it. Um, definitely, when I turned pro, it was like a big, big difference when it came to camps, because then it became camps. Right. Yeah, it came. So we had time to, you know, make sure our conditioning was right, make sure everything was right. So like right now, you know, I'm a week and a half away. Um, about you know five six pounds away already so yeah. I'm, I'm doing great already when it comes down to you know weight cutting uh and i'm not struggling so and i'm going down to weight too so it was 47 now i'm going down to 145 right. slowly down to 140 and um yeah it's it's, it's getting better uh what the so how how long did you compete in the amateurs before uh before you turned pro like uh long time, right? For which sport? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Boxing. Boxing. Uh, what, what was your amateur boxing record? Uh, so it's 114 and 10. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get Three I couldn't, those losses from Shusha. I, I was I'm trying really hard to find it, but it's it's kind of hard to find it because you've been in so many combative sports, right? And, oh, yeah. Like, so. you know, uh, Boxer misses a lot of fights. Like, I'm yeah. sure fights, yeah, they do. Like, uh, 22-4 looks good. You know, I saw four losses. You know, six more than missing, but it's okay. Yeah. Right. So, but, um, yeah, it was – I've been doing the amateurs for a long time. You know, I, I you compete against the best guys out there, you know. Some of those guys, you know, they're stars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I've been in the game for a long time. Yes, you, yes, you have, man. Uh, you've – We've uh, I've watched lots of videos on you, man. Both uh, in all your sports, really. Uh, honestly, you got a, you got such a great style. You're very relaxed in the ring. Um, you know, let, let me ask you: Were were you nervous? Uh, you know, turning over into the pro game, into the paid ranks. Did you have nerves? Because honestly, in, in your pro debut fight, you looked really calm, really relaxed. And is that because of all the competition that you've done before? Yeah. And to, to add on to that question, I was going to ask kind of the same thing: like, what exactly gave you the confidence? To, 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 to say, like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to turn pro now. Um, you know, I was looking to turn pro. I was never looking to turn pro. I wanted to do the Olympics first, and I was always considered doing the Olympics first. And I, I actually, when I was younger, I went to Albania and I competed because I was too young for the U.S. team. Right. And fly out to Albania, and they were like, we can get you into the team. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I went over there. I fought. I won. And they were like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, uh, you're too young. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I guess I won't do it, you know. But um, I went over there, and then I the next year, I believe, I won the national golden. I won the golden gloves. I won the national gloves, and then I won the um, I won the outstanding boxer tournament too. I won the outstanding boxer of the tournament. Yeah. And I won the college. Cause I was in college at the time, the US IBA, and I won the outstanding boxer of that tournament too. And uh, I think Eddie was scouting at the time, and he actually yeah. was on me for a few years. And he said, you know what, you know, um, we want to turn you pro. And I said, listen. You know, he gave us the offer. And, you know, you never see the first offer. So, right. you, know, hope, right. you know, the second or the third. And uh, at that point, I was like, you know what, 
it's um maybe maybe I'll just turn pro and and see how it is because U.S. boxing amateurs, man, they 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 pick their guys that they want. Right. A lot of politics, a lot of politics at the amateur yeah. level. It's in every on most countries in Canada too. And then uh you know you know Teofimo Lopez saying that you know you see a bunch of these guys come saying it and it's true and I hate to say it's true but it is true. If they want you to win, they'll make you win. Same thing with professionals. Right. Want you to have a belt, you will have a belt, and that's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what's uh, what's some of your short term goals? Where, where, where do you see yourself in the next year or so? Um, just keep winning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in no rush. I'm 23 years old. You know, I'm I'm still young. I'm still doing what I got to do. I just want to, you know, do these fights. You know, win. You know, and definitely put Albania on the map. You know, and that's that's the main goal for me at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these fighters they get nervous and all that stuff just because. This is going back to the other question. Yeah. They want to, um, you know, look good for the promoters. They want to look good for their fans. They want they don't want to embarrass themselves, which I still get that. You know, I, I understand that. But you know, who are they to me at the end of the day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going in the ring and fighting. You know, that, that at the end of the day, I'm the one that's getting hit. I'm the one that's taking damage. Um. But I still want to go in there and put on a good show for everybody. So at the end of the day, everybody looks at me like, oh, was, oh that was a good fight. I actually like watching that fight. Yes, nice. nice, Honestly, nice. I can say that about all your fights, really, man. You're very yeah. entertaining to watch. Definitely, definitely. You got you got some big power in those hands, I'll tell you. For uh I, I don't I don't really consider myself a power puncher. Really? I don't. I um yeah, I Try to consider myself more of a technician and a little bit of a shit talker. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, but if you can back it up, what's the problem with it, right? Yeah, yes. last two fights, you know, that I, you know, try to, you know, chirp a little bit, you know, and, and yeah. it gets the, the crowd going and, and, and it kind of mm-hmm. makes it go live and, and get them wanting to, you know, root for their other guy or something like that, you know. So, it's, right. nice. Right. So, you, so you're probably used to, I mean, obviously, if, if you, if you've competed at the, at the high level as an amateur, Fighting in front of in front of different in different countries in front of different crowds doesn't doesn't phase you as as it does probably for like new fighters that are that aren't used to fighting in front of like uh, different yeah. crowds, right? Um, when I fought in the USIBA, I was actually fighting the guy that won the three times. He won it three times in the year in the in a row, and uh, mm. he had his whole family there, and everybody was chirping and everybody was screaming and <clears throat> oh, let's go! And I hit him and I dropped him, and uh, right. everybody quiet and actually. It's weird because, you know, it's the weird minded to have that and like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, that, that felt kind of good. You know, it kinda <laughs> nice. kinda, um, it's, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling for him. But for me, it felt pretty good because I was like, you know, what? yeah, it's better him than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, real That's, quick, some couple comments. We got some people. The Albanian life says, hey, let's go. Shout um, out to Sheila Stafford. Um, Tommy Connell says, respect to the Albanian bear. Appreciate it. And then uh, Sweet Pete puts up the boxing glove. Um, I've been, you know, we've been watching boxing for, for quite a few years now. This is a question that I don't know. Has there been another Albanian world champion? Um, there was Robin Kaznici. I don't think it was before the four major titles. Okay, okay. But um, it was, I think one of them was an interim. Okay, player. okay. Nice. Which is also a good friend. The Albanian community is very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes on, and and not a lot of people realize this because you'll see other guys like other Mexican fighters fighting other Mexican fighters. You Albanians don't want to see Albanians fight Albanians. Right. There's no win. There's no winning in that. It's a lose lose situation because then you beat a friend of yours, 
and in return, what do you gain out of it? That people are gonna be like, why would you do that? Why would you fight him? Right. Um, you know, you have a good friend of mine, Florian Marco, which he's also in the same weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's making an impact. He's making a big impact in boxer. So, um, uh, both you guys are, man. To be honest, both both you guys are making a name for yourselves, man. Um, you both got huge followers. <laughs> He just make it a little more. His might be a little more, but I'll tell you, you're just as uh, you're, just, you're on your way. You're on your way, man. man. You're, you're on, on your way. way. Wait, just, wait. By, just by the feedback we get from our audience, man, and profiling you guys, right? So, yeah, I appreciate it. But like I said, he's doing the little bit of difference between now what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. He's backing it up, also. You know, you can't say that I'm backing it up. He's fighting these tough guys, and and he's and he's putting them out. Um, you know, but a lot of fighters like to hear the, a lot of fans like to hear the chirping and a lot of talking and stuff like that. So it gets you out there more. Me, I'm a little bit laid back. Um, I just be like, listen, you'll see Saturday what I can do. And that's it, you know, but a lot of people don't like that. They want to hear, oh, he's a little bit boring. Um, I like to move a lot. You know, I like to have yeah. fun, to, you know, give a little shimmy, stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> I give a little bit difference, you know. Me, I get prepared to fight. If it's an eight rounder, I'm getting ready to fight an eight to ten rounder. That's how I am. Um, so that that's pretty much how I go with it. I don't go in there looking for a knockout. That's mm-hmm. not, I never was interested in that. Fighting smart, fighting smarter, not harder, right? Yep. And it definitely shows, man. You definitely it's, like, it's also just to add on to what you were saying, as as uh, podcast hosts and people, is it's our job to promote these these boxers that you know that have that, that have focus on good skills, not not just promoting these guys just because yeah. they're they're good good at talking, um, right? And so. Some some people you're right. Some people complain. Will say something like, "Oh, he's boring." Like, well, I'm not watching for his his personality. I'm watching to see yeah. how his boxing skills are. So you know that's why I try to emphasize that uh, that thing that thing that part too. They just um, want to see blood. They want to see you uh, go at it like that. Um, that's why you see a lot of the stars that are crazy like that, like Chuck Latito and stuff like. They love them because yeah, eight is going there to bang. You know? Yeah. Those are short careers. But there's a part, there's a there's a, 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 a quiet part of the sport of fans that do appreciate guys like you with the skills that stay quiet like silent assassins. All right. We, we appreciate we appreciate guys <laughs> like that. Um why what made you, you know, out of out of all your 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 combat options, what made you choose boxing? Let me guess. I'm assuming financial reasons, but uh, go ahead. It, it, it goes the orcs. Listen, I've I've gotten offered you know fights like that in in uh, since I was fourteen to turn mm. pro, do all this stuff. Because I I had uh, offers from the UFC also as well when I was sixteen. Nice, okay. but it required you to nothing else, just UFC. That's it. I don't want to wow. see you. you know, I didn't like that, you know. And I was sixteen at the time, so I, my future was to go in the UFC. That was my main goal. That was what I looked forward to in my life. Mm. Um. Then I, I fought a couple of times and I felt like, you know what? This isn't a good feeling. It's kind of hurt. <laughs> right. you know? So, um, yeah, I always had a thing for boxing. You know, it was always like an art. It was like a science. Um, it was like a chess game. And I always confer- I always consider it a chess game. Because um, mm. always different styles of the game. And you have to pinpoint it with just your hands. You know? Mm. MMA is different. You can If you're not liking the guy's punching skills, you just kick him or you take him down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's you no know, boxing. You can't hold, you know, mm-hmm. make it dirty. You know, you can't go in there and do all this stuff. So I, this one, you, you have to use your brain. Um, exactly. I always say 60% mental, 40%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Um, for anybody out there that hasn't, uh, you know, doesn't really know you yet or hasn't seen most of your fights, uh, which one do you think best represents uh, your your skill and ability so far out of your eleven wins? Uh, it's it's tough to say because each fight I go in there looking for different ways, you know. Right. And I feel like I fought there. Um, it was kind of just different in different ways. You know, there's sometimes you saw me going in a little bit aggressive. You saw me sometimes going a little back, you know, talking. I feel like, you know, a little bit more of me was uh, me my last fight, nearly. Okay. Um, Would you say that that was your toughest uh, toughest opponent yet to date? Uh, no. Um, it, it was somewhat tough. Um, he hit hard. But at the end of the day, all these guys are somewhat tough. You know, right. they're Everybody has one chance, you know. They have somewhat of a chance. Um, there was one guy that got me in Vegas. I think fight before the fight before I actually had my wisdom teeth removed out shortly afterwards. It was killing me. I was I couldn't believe it. Um, he went over there and his record wasn't very good. And it's something that people don't realize it. He actually just beat two undefeated fighters just now, right? Recently. So he, his fights were close against uh, undefeated guys. And we watched you guys fight, and he's like, he's tough. Um, mm. I still won, I believe, five out of the six rounds. You know, one round I, I went in there kind of stupid and and just, you know, eh, why not? Last round, whatever. But overall, you know, those guys, you know, you, you get the you know, talking going, you know, you kind of go back and forth, and it's fun. I, I think you're talking about the, the Ryan Pino fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, I got, I got my other laptop right now. I got your highlights on right now. That's the exact fight that I, that I got right now. You, you versus Ryan Pino. That's that's what I was watching before we actually came on and started doing the show. And there's, there's no yeah. volume, but I see you guys. I see the mouth going. Yeah. I see you guys talking shit to each other. I, so. I, I was doing the same thing with my fight before that one when yeah. I fought Florida against uh, Dennis Okoth. Mm. I broke my hand in the first round. Oh, wow. Completely swollen. And I was just touching him, touching him, touching him. And I sat down in the first court in the, at the end of the first, and I said, my hand's broken. <clears throat> oh, man. And my dad's the guy that's uh, a little, a little straightforward. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, which is right. You know, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you can't give up. And in my mindset, I'm, I'm gonna throw my punches regardless. Right. So when Brown came in and I stopped him in the sixth, um, I hit him with the right hand. He kind of like, you know, was like, he kind of like forgot where he was, and I think he forgot where, where his mouthpiece was, but it was still in his mouth. And uh, I was trying to swing at him. I, it wasn't hard, hard punches, but I was just throwing punches so he stopped throwing. And then the referee came in and stopped it. Um, but he was a tough guy too because he was very awkward. Right. But you, you know, you you know, you hit somebody hard when they're when they're looking around for their mouthpiece. Just looking for his mouthpiece, and I. I look at the. That's awesome. I don't want to get disqualified. That's awesome. Uh, we had a comment coming in from Albanian for Life YTV says, "You got to put a show together with Florian Marku in Albania." Uh, it that's a tough situation right now because at the time we were signed together with Matchroom. Right. We were right. together with Matchroom, but um, he went to Boxer. Right. Right. Uh, so that's a little tough. Um. Different promoters, you know, they're not they're not gonna put their guys in, in a card where it's, you know, yeah. un, unless it's a co uh, a co promotion. Yeah, co promotion. Brando, Katie Taylor, the one that I'm calling. Right. They're they're probably not gonna do that for a card in Albania, but you know, um, 
I think Oops. once once they get it once out of the way, get that card yeah. out of the way, and then uh, I think it'll, it'll start being more of a trend. How big is the uh, boxing culture and scene in Albania? It's getting a lot bigger, actually. Um, it wasn't too crazy, right? Um, or it was very little, but now you're seeing a lot of big Albanian names coming out there and fighting. Yeah. Um, the a little bit of issues with Albania is, is a lot of guys that they, they are from like Switzerland and. There's Albanians in Switzerland and Italy, you know, all that stuff in there. They kind of represent that country, you know, because they're living there. Right. Um, but there's a, especially like, you know, in soccer, you know, a lot of Albanians are in Germany, you know, when they win the World Cup. There was like seven of them. Right. Um, representing Germany. So okay. that's a little different. But, the, you know, we all have an eyes. We all have eyes on them. You know, it's not like we're, we don't see them. We don't know they're Albanian because Albanian last names are pretty, you know. They're pretty, yeah, they're pretty, pretty unique. We see the last name, like this guy's Albanian, and uh, yeah, so that's 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 what we you know at the end of the day, Albanians so like we're like all like a big family, so uh, we always try to see them become successful and all that. We have another question that just came in. Um, who's your biggest influence? It's it's tough to say because you know I when I ha I had you know I grew, always grew up watching Bruce Lee, mm -hmm. that guy that I you know he actually got me into martial arts, and then. Um, it was always George St. Pierre. Now he was my my idol. I always looked up to him when I was a kid. Uh, met him a few times too, which was like unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Right. Um, That'd be a great experience, man. But then also, uh, it's, uh, my favorite boxer of all time is uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Senior. Yeah. Not Junior. Senior. senior. Right? Yeah. yeah right. Uh, he was always the guy that I always looked up to, and uh, you know, I try to always get his body work and something like that similar to him. Um, but other than that, it's like, you know, I have those three guys. They, all three of them have different personalities, and they always have these different ways of working. But, you know, at the end of the day, they get the job done. Right. Did you find it hard to um, balance your academics and all this combative sports that you were competing in growing up? Um, I think later on in my, my, you know, like high school was a little bit tougher. You know, middle school was a little tough, too, because, you know, I was doing two, three workouts a day. So I'm going to school. Um, I try to do my homework and lunch, try to get it out of the way, you know. So. Right. Wouldn't have to deal with it, but um, yeah, I get there, do my homework as much as I can, eat, and then uh, I have like maybe like a twenty minutes to relax, thirty minutes to relax, and then go to the gym and and do two three workouts a day. So it was it was tough, but you know, I got the job done. You know, that's that's the main. The and, you got, and you got the belts to prove it, right? <laughs> yeah, is that losing count? That must be that must be great, man. That's uh, you know, not too many people have that problem losing count. <laughs> They've accumulated over their time. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I was when I was younger. I was always walking around whatever I was fighting at whatever weight class I was walking around. Um, mm. so I was fighting my last amateur career, my last amateur tournament. I was fighting at one fifty two, and I was walking around one forty eight. <laughs> You're telling me you crazy. You want you want? Don't you want to go down to one forty one? I said no. I, I don't. I just it's tough. <laughs> Because you know, those guys, I hit them and they're looking at me laughing. And I'm like, it's gonna be a, it's a long rounds, you know. That's funny. I go in there for one thing and one thing only, you know. And I try to use my speed and my technique, and you know, so far it's been working. Who's your dream fight? Uh, I never really had a dream fight. No, eh? Weird, because um, everybody who says they want a dream fight, you know. They're always gonna go after the big names, you know. Yeah. You have all those one sixties, one sixty eights gonna call out Canelo. Right. You're gonna have 
140 is to fight, you know, uh, Ryan Garcia. You know, so it's the same old thing, you know. There's one guy, though, that's absolutely nuts. Uh, it's um, He fought Ruben, uh, Erickson Lubin. Okay. Uh, and he's like 154, like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, like that dude, I'm like, how how's this guy getting to like... Fundora, Fundora, Fundora. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so, I, I understand why people don't want to don't want to fight him. That dude's yeah. massive. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a big boy. He's definitely a big boy. And it's weird because he, he stays inside a lot of the fights. Oh too, my god, I know, I know. It's it's insane how he stays on the inside and he's really comfortable there. Yeah, and and it works, you know, because yeah. he fought in in the inside majority of the fight. And look at how he did. Um, and it's the, the complete opposite you'd think of how to fight a tall guy like you want you want to tell your fighter get on his inside but he he wants you to be on his inside because that's oh, where he so yeah. it's, it's kind of weird you know i couldn't believe that. i looked at the fight i was like well, i i didn't i wasn't expecting that to, hold, to be honest with you i thought lubin was gonna take him because he likes to stay inside but sheesh it wasn't yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you had you had the shoulder surgery back 2019 is that right yeah i did yeah 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 can you, can you run us through what, what what that was all about? And... Yeah, I actually had a, a tear in my bicep tendon, rotator cuff, and labrum. Yeah. Uh, wow. Trying to work through it. Um, is it hundred? Are you back to hundred percent now? Like you did all the like? Yeah, your... I did everything I had to do. I fought what four or five fights yeah. since. Yeah, okay, five okay. fights since then, and you're still undefeated. Yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm doing okay. You know. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's been it's been going good, thank God. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, it's been going. right. Nice, nice. What was your uh, Mike asked you before? What was your your um your favorite fight? Um, but even taking it further, what like which which training camp did you feel was your best one? Like just preparing for the fight. Sometimes you know, sometimes there's distractions, whatever outside distractions, whether it's family or work or whatever. But which which one was your your best best camp? Obviously, all of them were good. You're still undefeated, so nothing yeah. nothing affected you like that. But uh, you know, or even take it back to the amateurs. Which one? Which training camp for one of your highest tournaments or the pro level was your was your favorite one? I'll tell you my worst camp. Okay. Here, I'll tell you my worst one. That that one, I, I'll give you the answer. National right. Golden Gloves, the one that I won. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I was dealing with my actually my left shoulder. My left shoulder was kind of bothering me. And I didn't train at all. All I did was run for two weeks. I ran for oh. so I, the, that tournament. I won the regular uh, ring masters. Yeah. Um, that was to qualify for the nationals. I went there, ran for two weeks, and then they sent me out there to uh, Nebraska to compete. I went over there, won four or five fights, and uh, my coach called me. He was like, "Sosa was like, you're you're." You're a crazy son of a bitch. Like, yeah. uh, I was fighting, you know, with a problem on my shoulder, and uh, you know, I ended up winning, you know, five fights against the guys that were, you know, top in the country with bad shoulders, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing, and only running for two weeks. Wow, so, good one. But it's hard. You can have good camps. Yeah. At the end of the day, some fights, you know, it's not gonna go the way you want it to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Pino was probably one of my best camps I had. Weight was going great. Um, and that was probably one of my, my poorest, uh, um, it was a good fight, you know, and it, it good to show like, you know, different stuff, but it was, I feel like I could have done way better. Uh, there was a lot of hiccups the week of the fight. Um, especially fighting opponent. Opponent was bad. 
We went through like 12 guys, and I think the commission turned down 12 guys. And they were all winning records. They were all like 14 and 1, you know, 12 and 2. Right. Um, but the commission was saying, no, you have too much experience. <laughs> wow. <laughs> These guys have more fights than me. Professional. <laughs> so so you, made- you found that hard in, in, in the amateurs, right? Like, I know that you. Like I've watched many videos and like interviews about you and, and it's said that, you know, you had a lot of trouble finding opponents as you were younger. And do you find that that's starting to trickle over now into the pros? No, because a lot of these guys, they don't, they don't really say no. All right. The commission is, I have had guys that were, you know, um, you know, 23 or 24 years old that are 11, 11 and 0, 11 and 1. And they're like, no, we're not ready for that fight yet. And I'm like, how much more fights do you want? <laughs> how many more you know, so it's crazy because, like, you know, I never go around asking and be like, listen, let's fight. You know, um, I think it was one fight that, that, um, Milneki, Vito. Yeah. What? I guess he was the main event that fight. I think he fought in Prudential Center. Yeah. The guy, I forgot his name, but, um, I actually asked for him and I said, listen, let's, you know, let's fight. You know, you have a good record, you know, and, uh, you're from Long Island. I'm from New York. You know, I'm from Staten Island. You, you could, we're fighting MSG. What's wrong with that? You know, that's a that sounds great. You yeah. know, and it was for a, a vacant youth world title. And uh, he said no twice. And I said, I, I don't know, what can you do? Right. Can you do like that. So right. I never did it. Um, but I guess they have different perspectives and stuff like that. So, hey, if you want to see those fights, take those fights. At the end of the day, I'm here to do my thing and that's it. Honestly, man, we love watching you do your thing. You, uh, you got you, you got a longevity in this sport for sure. Uh, Thank you. You, you definitely got great ring skill, man. Uh, enjoy watching you fight all the time. I can't wait to see you at the end of the month, man. Come through with another big W. It's going to be great to see. That's it. I'm, su- I'm super excited and stoked. Um, what, uh, what, what's the end goal when, when you're ready to like give it up and you're done, you're ready to hang it up and retire. What do you want to be remembered for in the sport? Um, listen, at the end of the day, history is a little bit different when it comes to this sport because there's always going to be those guys that were, um, there's always going to be another guy that comes in and takes your place. Right. That's that, you know, um, I'm just here to make an impact for the Albanian community at the end of the day. That's, uh, that's one thing that's, I'm always saying dear to my heart. You know, that's something that's always been in my mind, you know, be like, listen, this, this guy was the name for, for Albania. You know, obviously you have like good friends, like from Mark, you know, and stuff that they're, Right now, the faces of of being the being community when it comes to boxing. Right. But um, I'm going there to just pretty much steal the show. History wise, it's it's I'm, I want to win a world title. That's one thing that's always been in my mind. But also, I'm looking to get paid. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, they don't. It's not called prize fighting because you yeah. don't get paid. Also. Yeah. Of course. So at the end of the day, you know, belts, belts. Yo, you got to put the money involved with it too. You know. So um. That's right. We gotta get it up like that, and then um, I'm not looking for a long career, you know. Yeah. They they, they always say staying in the game too long, you know, and you kind of embarrass yourself. That's not gonna be me. Um, I'm looking to be out there early 30s. I'm out. I'm I'm retired. Right. I want to always. I've sacrificed all my childhood for this. Exactly. I've sacrificed all my life at this point so far. You know, I've missed vacations. I've missed a lot of the, you know. Um, certain stuff, you know, I missed a lot of birthdays. I missed a lot of stuff like that. So it, it it's not a, a good feeling. Weight, weight cutting sucks. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, 
you got to have time to for you, you know, and that's the best point. I want to make the most money I can, build my legacy as fast as I can, and, uh, you know, retire happy. And retire with still being able to talk and keep the sentence together, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to be loved or do you want to be feared? Um, man, I, I don't, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, or you can love me, you can hate me. I can, I can care less. You know, at the end of there, um, that's one thing I've realized. Also, as well, my my professional career, I want everybody to like me. Yeah. You, know, you 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 want somebody, you want everybody to like you. I yeah. I never, as a person, I never wanted anybody to not like me because I always feel like, listen, respect me. I I respect you. Respect me. Cool. We're good. But at the end of the day, people tend to step over you. Right. So what happens is you start learning, 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 learning. Now, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit what anybody says about me. <laughs> right. You can, it's kind of like how, you know, Kyrie Irving and, like, Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, yeah. All of them, they wanted somebody to like them. They wanted everybody to love them. But you look at them now. Yeah. They don't it because at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want. You know, they've contributed so much. And to have people at the end of the day, you know, talk down on them and call them a piece of shit and then flip them off and do yeah. us. For me, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to be loved. I don't care. No, um, you're just going to do you and, and, and put those belts away and, and, and stop that cheddar, right? There's always one thing in my mind is, you know, when I have the big opportunity and stuff like that, you know, let it be in his hometown. Uh, I don't care. Um, yeah. I just want to shush the crowd. That's that, it. That's, uh, it. <laughs> that's it. That, wanna, that's the satisfaction. That's what you're working for, right? I want the satisfaction. I, I want everybody to realize, like, like, yeah, I'm here to, you know, shake up the crowd and, and, and kind of ruin their day. Yeah, yeah. That's I want to wear the black hat. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, we got another question coming in for um, Albania for Life. All right, I've got to ask you favorite food. Diet food or like food, like anything? Food, anything. I, I guess uh, that's what you want at all. Uh, depends on the mood. I would have to say either my mom's lasagna, telling you, um, when my fight got canceled in November. My mom had lasagna, leftover lasagna. I said, warm it up, I'm coming home. <laughs> uh, and awesome. I killed about like three or four slices, like pieces of lasagna. Uh, that and, you know, New York City pizza. Yeah, man. Oh. Can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with New York City pizza, nope. man. Nope, nope. Um, yeah, those two things, you know, those are definitely my two weaknesses. And then what, what can go any better, you know, with a nice drink, it's a nice Mountain Dew. Yo, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go there you go albanian for life i hope you i hope you like that one there you go did that yep. answer that's, did that answer your question yep that's Excellent. it that's uh, cool. no i'm not gonna keep you too much longer i'm just gonna ask you one last question man no problem. The, the nickname where to come from oh that's tough you know because um it was weird it started happening more often because originally my my nickname in boxing was you know baby punch was when i was a kid but when you go older it was it used to be mad dog okay so a lot of people were mad dog, mad dog. Then all of a sudden, they're like, let's go Albanian bear. And uh, I guess because, you know, like I said, I was never technical when I was a kid. Uh, when I was mid eight, like 12, 13 years old, I was always, you know, sitting there, hands up and, and swing. Um, so every time I had somebody hurt, I was, I was you know, walling on them. I was, I was trying to, you know, take their heads off. So I guess that that was where it was. No, so, I mean, I always had to like, carry arms and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. now, I kind of, you know, tripped up my, my arm hair and my leg hair. You know? I can't say nothing now, but right. <laughs> I guess no, I don't have a beer like yours, but you know, I guess <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, man. Oh no, my, my, yeah, mine gets a little out there. It's a little hectic, man. It's. Oh, no, no, listen. That's what? it. That's it. Okay. You're like that, and I want my mustache to kind of go curl. Uh, oh, the curl, the curl, the nice curl. And I want it curled there, up. So. There, there we go. Someone's there. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, uh, yeah, just stick around as we sign off, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll say goodbye to you after in the in the, in the green room. But uh, to all the Good. fans that are watching around the world, thanks for tuning in to this week's or today's episode of Knuckle Up with my man Rashad Mati, the Albanian Bear, coming to join us with this great interview. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule, brother. I know okay. you got this fight coming up. We will definitely be watching you. We'll be supporting you 100%. And uh, honestly, I want to get you back in the studio and talk after uh, after your fight, man. Absolutely. Let me know. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to all the fans. Dropped, uh, dropped all the comments, man. Thank you for the love and respect. You know what it is, man. To everybody out there, talkandfight.com. Hit up that subscribe. Buy that membership. Get your chance for some exclusive content and perks. And we will see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. New prospect. You know what it is. Peace.